This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to How To Tuesday. I've got my friend Anthony Vargas here. He runs our boat at Hawks K. The Saltwater Experience is a 24 yellowfin. And with that boat, he's getting out there and doing everything that we do on the television show. But he also has really one of the best places in the world to fish, and that's the Everglades. And as you know, the Everglades are full of opportunities to catch snook. And that's what we're going to talk to Anthony about this morning we're going to talk about snook. Anthony, what's going on, buddy? Not much, Tom. How are you guys doing this Man, morning? We're doing great. Got a lot of people that want to catch snook. And uh, the snook is a fish. It's a sneaky fish, in my opinion. It's like a, it, it would be easy to be in snook water and not catch them, I think, if you were doing some things just slightly wrong. So put them on the right track, Anthony. From, from A to Z, let's talk about the snook. All right. Well, you definitely nailed that on the head. They are a sneaky fish, and sometimes you do one little thing wrong, and it shuts down the whole bite there. Um, so first off, you know, to me, bait is key for these guys. You know, they they are an ambush feeder, and if you're not in an area with a lot of bait, typically you probably won't find these guys. Um, a few live baits I like to use is uh, pinfish, uh, live pilchards, and also live shrimp, depending on where I'm fishing. Uh, there's some artificials that I like to throw as well. I like throwing the Berkeley gulp shrimp, the white color, and also the new penny is one of my favorite. Uh, Rapala makes a really good hard plastic bait that I like. It's called a twitching mullet. And then you can also throw some paddle tails and jerk baits along some shorelines there and, and target these guys. Okay. And now that's an interesting thing that you just, that you just said. So we're, we're basically unleashing people into the, into the Everglades and, and, you know, snook can be found 
pretty much anywhere. I mean, we've done shows where we find them uh, laid up on the flats, other shows where we've got to cast way back under the mangroves. Like, let's let's talk about like where someone could reasonably find snook. I mean, it's a lot of water. How do you how do you kind of identify where to fish? Maybe it maybe, you know, as it applies to the tide or the time of the day as well would be helpful. Right, right. So there's there's I got a lot of different areas that I like to fish. Some of them I do a lot better on a high tide and some some of them I do a lot better on the low tide. On the high tide gives them quite a bit of cover to get up underneath and hide behind so they can ambush, you know, their bait that they're trying to feed on. Um, I got a lot of shorelines, tree debris that I like to fish on that high tide because they'll be tied up underneath the the trees and the debris there. So, you know, you'd be pitching your baits up as close, like you were saying, to the mangroves as possible so they don't have to, you know, exert too much energy, you know, searching for their bait. You're going to be pinned up against those that debris there. Um, and then as for the low tide, you know, it's, you know, I find on the low tide, some areas, you know, some of the, uh, the islands that I fish, you know, all the bait on the low tide is coming off the flats out from underneath the mangroves. So the, the snook tend to hide in those troughs on the edges of those islands and channels waiting for all the bait to get pushed off the flats there. Hmm. It's interesting. So in, in a tide cycle, like the snook are going to, they're going to move like those fish that you're finding on the high tide. Well, they're comfortable and happy there when the water, when they have enough water. But then when that water gets like up in the Everglades, man, I mean, that same water, that same flat might be dry um, yeah. a, a little while later. So these fish are moving. And, um, you know, so it's I think that's another reason why people will strike out on them a lot is that they're either fishing, you know, an area that that there should be a lot of water and they're fishing it when there's very little water and those fish have kind of already moved out. Um, how do you, how do you know like when it's time to, to call it quits on one spot and move to another? Um, well, one of two ways, the main re- the main way I, I look for is when you stop seeing bait, once mm. the bait starts to move away, the snook are going to move away with those baits. Because if there's nothing there for them to eat, they're going to be gone. Right. And so when you're saying bait, obviously mullet are one of the most visual. They're jumping out of the water. They're making muds. They're pushing wakes. Um, what other kind of bait are you paying attention to, like in on a flat in the Everglades or something like that? A lot of times you'll see some crabs floating by. You'll also see shrimp popping off the surface every now and again. And then you also look for pilchards, too. You'll see a lot of pilchards up that way you know, along some of the shorelines and in, in the channels, you know, flipping on the surface there. And once they kind of drift away, the the, tra- the, the snook are going to follow them wherever they're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Okay. So um, let's talk about your, your, your rigs for these different kind of uh, situations, you know, maybe it, does it change up against the mangroves or out on the flat? Like, what do you like to throw? So when I'm fishing on the high tide, a lot of the trees and stuff that I, I like to, to throw against, I like using the, the live pinfish and the live pilchards. I'll typically use, you know, 24 inches of 30 to 40 pound fluorocarbon. And depending on the size bait, anywhere from a two to a, to a 4.0 circle hook. Um, I've been having a lot of luck with the owner Mutu light circles. They seem to, to, to get those snook right in the corner of the mouth almost every time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, then, what size do you use? Uh, a two to a four O depending four. on the size. Yeah. Depending on the bait, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. So if you're using a really large bait, you want a little bit larger hook. So you have, uh, less of, you know, less of that, uh, bait is impeding the hook gap. Right. So Correct. if you yeah. have a really big mullet, you need to use a larger hook. Otherwise you're not going to get the fish or, or the hook in the fish. And if you have a really smaller bait, um, if you're using a really big hook, it will affect the way that those baits are swimming and they won't swim naturally. And the fish will avoid those too, because they, they definitely, man, those snook, not only do you, do you need to have a good presentation, but it has to be very natural looking like, they're 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 a tough fish. What about leader? Leader, I like the. Uh, I've, I've been using a lot of thirty pound and forty pound fluorocarbon, about twenty four inches of that, to give it a nice, clear, natural presentation. Mm-hmm. And um, what else can you tell us about the snook? Um, so, uh, and then also, you know, when I'm fishing some of those those channels and those runoffs for them, I typically will use a. Uh, a, a jig head with a, a live shrimp. I'll, I'll typically pinch off the back part of the tail and then run that jig head through the, the live shrimp kind of like it was a soft plastic and then put the point of the hook out underneath by its legs there. Mm-hmm. And then you can just slowly with the, the current coming in or out, slowly bounce it off the bottom and they'll, they'll pick it up almost every time. Wow. And do you get it much bycatch on that jig? You do. Yeah, you'll get trout, reds, you know, your occasional catfish, um, ladyfish and jacks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's if a you had, active- yeah, I was going to say that, like if you had, uh, like in a situation that you're in often, you got maybe, maybe uh, one member of the party is a pretty good fisherman and they're bringing somebody else, whether that's their kids or, or uh, a friend along and, and maybe they might have never caught a fish before or very few or only bass and crappie. And so is that kind of a rig that you would put in somebody's hand where you really want to bend the rod? Oh yes, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's for everybody. You know, you catch your big snooks, your, you know, good sized reds. You can also catch, you know, for the kids, you know, you get the, the lady fish, which a lot of people call the poor man's tarpon. You also get smaller trout and big trout. And then you also get snappers and such as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go up there with a party of, of three, you and three other people, you know, which is pretty common, I think, or maybe two other people, um, how much shrimp are you taking on a day like I'm, that? I'm typically taking 12 dozen to, to possibly 15 dozen. Cause you go through them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Man, 15 dozen shrimp. That's, that's a lot. And then what size, uh, what size shrimp are you kind of looking for? What would you think would be the optimal, uh, size if you could pick? at any time of the year? Um, I would like the, uh, you know, like a three inch size is pretty good. You know, it's plenty big enough to, to get the attention of the bigger fish, but still small enough to, you know, if for the, some of the smaller fish that are there that, you know, like you were saying that the kids are the, the not as experienced people, you know, can, can still catch some other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And then if, if you had somebody that's more experienced and they were tired of the bycatch and they wanted to, kind of mostly concentrate on snook. What do you do for artificials? For artificials, I, I like to throw the, um, the Berkeley gulp is a pretty good one. Um, and then, you know, one of my favorites that I've been using a lot recently is that Rapala twitching mullet. It's a hard plastic 
uh, bait there, and it, it's a slow suspending bait. So as you're casting it, it slowly sinks, or once it hits the water, it slowly sinks. And then you, as you're reeling it in and twitching it, it, it dives and rattles and shines. And the the the, the bigger uh, the the snook like to eat those things quite a bit. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a bait that you want to put in somebody that's a little more experienced hands rather than somebody that's never fished before. Correct. Correct. <laughs> because I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, man, slow sinking bait is like you throw out there, you leave the bail open. You, you know, some people are like casting around and then you look down and they're, they're getting something out of the cooler. The bail's open. It's like, what <laughs> is going on? Like you can't, you can't do that. Like not with that lure. Um, right, right. Stuck, in, stuck in the grass or something. So uh, like a floater would probably be better or just a jig. Um, with the shrimp because they don't get caught anywhere nearly as much. I mean, you'll occasionally you get them caught on the bottom, but not, not like that lure would, I would imagine. Right. Right. No, you got that exactly right. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. That's awesome. That's awesome tips, um, for the snook. And, um, you know, I know that, uh, I know that people Typically, it's somewhat frowned upon in the Florida Keys to keep the snook, but if but there is a season, do you know what the the dates of that season are? Um, honestly, I I haven't I haven't kept up with it just because I'm, I'm one yeah. of those guys that kind of typically don't keep them too much. But uh, the size limit is definitely a, a 28 to 32 inch slot size. There, they uh, don't give you very much wiggle room to keep those guys, but um. But you can look up their their season there on the uh, FWC website. It's pretty easy, informal there. Um, you can just click on the fish, and it tells you tells you everything you need to know about their season and size and and all that good info. Mm-hmm. It also tells you everything you need to know when a professional fishing guide that fishes for them all the time doesn't even know when the season is. Um, which, well, and and I'll, I say that with with tons of respect because that means that that Anthony just never keeps them. Like he's just not interested in keeping them. And there's enough, um, there's enough other fish in the Everglades that, you know, you know, maybe, maybe you could even talk about that. Like why, why is the snook a fish that, that is, that typically is not kept? Uh, It's kind of like a, um, you know, for me, it's my favorite fish ever since I was a kid growing up. They always kind of caught my eye. They're, they're smart. They see well. Um, and they're just a really tough fish to catch. They do everything you want them to do. They pull hard, they hit hard, uh, they jump and, you know, you just got to put a lot of work into it. So to go out there and keep multiples every day, kind of, you know, just that doesn't do it for me, you know, right. cause you know, I enjoy the challenge and, and all the work it takes to catch them. So I don't want to just be out there killing them every time I'm out there looking for those guys. Yeah, of course. And on top of that, um, we had a pretty bad cold front that, that really put the population down. And so there were, there were, there were a lot of people that may not have had such a problem killing snook, um, one at a time or once a week or once every now and then. And then after that, the numbers went way down and they're on the, they're rebuilding. Wouldn't you say that the stocks oh, are, are really coming back? So when you have as many people that are fishing as in the Everglades, it is, uh, that's a, that's a good practice in my opinion to, to keep the snook as kind of a, a game fish. And, and, you know, there's tons of snappers. If you want to keep something, uh, you can stop by any mangrove on the way back home and probably catch a, 
uh, a couple of legal snappers and um, and keep those. Yes, sir. You got that right. Right on. All right, Anthony, how do people get in touch with you? All right, you can reach me at my email at VargasAD01 at yahoo.com, or you can call or text me at 321-266-2551. Right on. Okay, and you can also book Anthony through Hawks K. Uh, if you happen to be down at Hawks K, um, Anthony has the Saltwater Experience boat, 24 Yellowfin, right at the dock at Hawks K, so you can get him in advance is probably the best way, but also if you find yourself there and you want to go fishing, Ask him about Captain Anthony. All right, Anthony, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. That's very generous of you to share that knowledge. And I hope it helps everybody to go out there and catch um, some snook. Awesome game fish. We didn't even talk about the bridges right next to Hawks K. You ever catch them there? I do on occasion, yes. On the the windy days, I I typically fish those those areas, those corners of the bridges, the, the rock jetties there. Tend to be a good spot for them, too, with some moving... Uh, current there mm-hmm. all right tons of opportunities for snook okay all right thanks anthony we'll see you guys next week yes sir thank you very much 